Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. Welcome back to the John Harrison Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Hubbard. I've got John and Melissa here with me today, and we're gonna talk about embracing change. We did this in an earlier episode a little bit, um, some some different ideas around this concept, but um, moving on from that and the resistance to change that we've previous, previously discussed, we wanna talk about kind of the benefits, um, why you should be open to it and the benefits of uh, change to you, even when it doesn't seem like that. Uh, at face value. So looking forward to diving into this with them. Um, but let's let's just have John, if you don't mind kicking it off a little bit, just talking about um, the idea of, of change and how people generally feel about that. Yeah, Tanner, there's, <clears throat> we all know this, there's, we go through change in our personal lives at work and really just in the world. And I think there's a million emotions that come with it, but probably the most likely emotions, there's people that are nervous, very common nervous about change and doesn't mean they're they're not going to embrace it but their first thought is i'm going to be nervous about it they might think that it is um silly like why would we change things are working well you get people that are on the other extreme i love change and i want to change all the time and if we do the same thing for a week i'm bored so the point of that is a lot of what we talk about in our sessions and as an employee or as a leader there's emotions behind it so i think that comes with change I think sometimes the real emotion doesn't come out. Like for example, we can just resist change as we talked about in our last podcast. We don't have to say that we're scared of the change or we're afraid that we won't be able to do the new job. We'll just say no, or it's not gonna work. The other side of it, obviously, we, we're gonna get into that today a little bit, is if you are a person that is open to change, at least uh, takes it on with a positive attitude, that can lead to all kinds of good things for you personally, certainly in your career, but probably just at home as well. Yeah, I definitely think this is a, a timely topic as we, you know, get into the holiday season here in the next couple of months. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Uh, I know it doesn't feel like that, but, you know, time flies by. And as we look ahead to Thanksgiving, it's the time of year when people start to, to see what they're thankful for, try to have that perspective a little bit. And I think that's good. I think that's a positive thing. Um, and this topic, I think, is the exact same way. John just alluded to it, but if you take the time to be thankful for the change that you're experiencing. Be thankful that your company's trying to improve or that uh, your leader's trying to do something differently. Um, I think that changes your whole outlook on on in being able to embrace change, quite frankly. Um, and I think you really have to see it as a possible resume booster. I'm now gonna learn something that I didn't previously know. I, I'm you know, getting into the unknown a little bit. It might be scary, but I'm gonna figure some things out. I'm gonna know how to do more. You might just be thankful that um, this started from a good place. Somebody was trying to make an improvement somewhere to make us more efficient or whatever. Um, I just think there's a lot of benefits to it. And I want Melissa to chime in because I know uh, she's had a lot of experience with both instituting change, but also kind of getting it passed down to you. So how did you balance that and, and try to handle that in a mature way? Yeah, so one thing I'll say is that some of the best leaders and managers that I worked for were those that knew me well enough to know that I am that kind of person that you need to float that change by me before just ripping the Band-Aid. Yeah. So it's a it's a gradual thing to say, you know, hey, this is coming down the pike. Here's some of what we're thinking. Um, want you to be a part of that. You know, so it lets me, lets me uh, gain the buy-in to it and start to think about it. 
um, more intently, I guess. But for those leaders that were not that way and didn't float that balloon by me, you know, uh, I would always go back to them and just say, hey, can you help me understand the context of where this came from, how we got to this point, what are some of the benefits that we think it's going to lead us to, um, and just start trying to dig in and ask those questions, because that's one thing I am really good at is asking a lot of questions. My husband will be the first to tell you that. Um, <laughs> but uh, just trying to understand the context of where it came from and how we plan for it to benefit us. doesn't always mean it's going to work out that way, but simply just trying to understand the the initial path and benefit of it. And then the other thing I would say is that once I got that context, I was quick to be able to start putting my own twist to that, you know, so not the context necessarily, but how else it might benefit us. Did we think about A? Did we think about B? Um, and then go to furthermore, go to my team and start to say, you know, here's something that's coming down the pike to us. Here's how they think it can be beneficial to us by they, right? The people who decided, right? The change initially. Um, but here's how, here's how I've thought about it differently. I want y'all's thoughts about that too. So just kind of bring that circle of thought to a much wider uh, swath, if you will, mm -hmm. so that you can get different ideas about that and how it might begin to benefit us. Not saying that it's going to work out perfectly, not saying the end result is going to be exactly what you want it to be, but you have to go into it thinking there's got to be some positive from this. Um, and I can honestly say that most any change that's ever come my way in the past, I would, or going into it, I was fearful, I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical on some level. But then I would always look back and I'd go, man, I'm glad we're not doing it that way anymore. Whatever it was, there was always something that, that good that came from it. Well, and, and tied to that, Melissa, <clears throat> I've used this example before with people, and it does tie into gratefulness a little bit. But, you know, we, we get up in the morning, and probably most people, unless they have some serious chronic situation with health, most people 350-plus days a year probably wake up, and they don't have a cold, they don't have a flu, they don't have a headache. They don't, and we usually don't go, wow, I'm so thankful that I feel healthy today. But as soon as we do have a cold or a flu or a headache, we go, oh, today of all days, what? And I think to your point, we have all experienced amazing amount of change in our lives, whether we're 20 years old or 60. And again, it's family change, it's technology, it's, it could be, you know, roads are different and how things in our houses are different. And most change that we've experienced generally has been positive and we get over it. And I think, I think about like even when we went in this country, which young people won't know, but going from full-serve gas stations to self-serve. 25-year-olds don't realize how crazy of a change that was to our society. Because people are like, what do we have to do? We have to get out of our cars. And, we have, and a lot of gas stations didn't have the canopies they do now. We have to get out. I have to maybe get gas on my hand. I don't want to have gas on my hand. And I have to fill my own tank. And people went crazy about that. And now most people go, well, that's all we've ever done. Well, what do you mean, Mike? So I think there's a lot of change even in the workplace that if we do what Melissa did, where we at least try to understand the reason behind the change, we talk about it, we become a positive ambassador of the change. doesn't mean you're a suck up and you're being, unre you know, being unrealistic and kind of like a big cheerleader around the office. But uh, frankly, your peers and your leadership will see that you're trying to come at it with a positive mindset. And I think that'll just help you internally. And generally, we will get through these things and we survive. I think that's a great point because we mentioned how it can be a resume booster, clearly if you're learning some new skill. But that right there of 
showing other people that you can handle the unknown, that you can handle changes. I mean, just think about how your leadership is going to feel about that. When they look at their employee base and they see a group of people that, you know, got their line in the sand drawn, they're saying, I'm not doing this. You know, you got to make me do this. And then you got other people who are like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it'll work, but I'm going to try and I'm open to it. Let's see what happens. Clearly you're going to have more confidence in one of those people or one of those groups than, than the other, just because they're willing and they're adaptable. It doesn't mean they're going to nail it the first time, but they're willing to learn. They're willing to try. And I guarantee you, if you have to move up in leadership or just, even if you don't take on people, but you move up in responsibilities in an organization, there is more and more change and uncertainty that you're going to have to deal with. And so if at a small level, we're saying no to something, we're already telling people that we can't, you know, grow beyond that. And so I think right there, it's an opportunity, even if you don't love it to say, I'm going to, I'm going to show what I'm made of. I'm going to show that I can handle this. Right. And then again, I think you're going to pick some stuff up along the way that'll make you more valuable just uh, to this company or to another company down the road. Um, but any, anything else y'all in your experiences from just the idea of, uh, you know, why would I want to do that? Why would I accept this change? I think this is stupid. You know, my leader always, you know, (laughs) sends change our way that never works, whatever. What's an additional maybe suggestion or reason people should buy in? We've talked about resume boosting, being seen as that proactive person, but is there any other reasons that it's just, it's helpful to the individual? Why should I embrace change? Especially if I think I'd, you know, it's dumb. Let me throw one out there and I'll turn it over to Melissa, but, and I'm not saying this is very common in a lot of companies, but obviously we've all seen organizations that have downsized over the years or they, they do layoffs or whatever. And again, I'm not saying this is a perfect antidote to ever being the person that's not laid off, but if you know how to do multiple things in your organization, and if you can do four or five different jobs, you know the process from beginning to the end, my guess would be you would be not one of the first people that are going to want to let go because they're going to keep people that are flexible, that know how to do different things, and especially if they've had the right attitude about things. So again, not saying that's a don't come back to me six months later and say, I tried to do that and I still got laid off. I can't, I can't prove that, but I'm telling you, after all my years, if I had to think about who's a person that I'd like to have stick around, it's somebody that's very flexible and open to learning new things. So uh, there's a, probably a little bit of that. It's resume booster, yes, but maybe some job security. It's interesting because the opposite, people think, I'm not going to share my knowledge with other people because that makes me more valuable, which is the absolute wrong thinking because your customers would expect you to share your knowledge. And if you don't share your knowledge, then you're thinking you're, you're providing yourself job security. But I think it's the opposite. The more you share your knowledge, the more you learn other things, your job security is going to be a lot higher. Yeah, I think another positive from change is really around relationship building as a whole. So typically really large changes that come down the pike have multiple or numerous stakeholders in play. And so there's crossover between multiple departments, multiple functions, and you just have the opportunity to build those bridges and relationships with people. But the other thing, and I know John, I've heard you say some version of this before, but you know, keeping that mindset of expansion of relationships, you know, leadership doesn't sit around and think about changes that are just gonna make everybody's lives miserable. That's not what they do. Um, and there's usually been a lot of time and money and just a sheer investment overall put into those changes. So, you know, it's going to happen, you, you know, whether it was sprung on you or it was floated to you, either way, you have an opportunity to make a positive impact and build different levels of relationships. And I think if you can keep that in mind, then not only are you socializing yourself 
differently in terms of relationships, but you're also helping to impact other pieces of the organization in a positive way. And just having that reach and availability to yourself and to others just shows that expansion again of your mindset being not so narrow, but more broad. How can I impact the company or the organization differently so that I can make a positive impact? Well, thank you both for sharing that. I think there's some great thoughts there. And I really do think this bleeds right into the holiday season we're heading into soon as we get close to Thanksgiving. I think we can both look back and maybe be intentional about some changes that we are thankful for, as John mentioned earlier, that we often forget about and we just, you know, get busy and move on. But there are things that have changed for the better that we can be grateful for. But then I think we can be grateful for the opportunity to change, right? And we alluded to this earlier, but really the worst possible, you know, opportunity for you is just for things to be stagnant, right? No, you might go out of business, you might get laid off or fired or whatever. If nothing ever changed, well, we would be in big trouble. And so I do think we need to be thankful for the opportunity to grow, even if that isn't always the case, depending on the circumstance, and it might not work. We've talked about that. Um, but I think thankful for what has happened, thankful for the opportunity to make the best of what is going to happen. But um, I think those are hopefully some some tactical things you can take away from this and some ways we can focus on uh, just embracing change and, and benefiting our own our own lives and our own workplaces. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for your future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.